What a do, shorties? It's your girl Lydia and Dina, and we're back in the studio. Make a real trap music, but also just amazing podcast for y'all. Yeah, so you're back here listening to Retweet and our special guest, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about um, acceptable forms of blackness. So, off the bat, I grew up kind of the odd one out. If you guys remember our Growing Up Ugly episode, I talked about how I grew up mostly with white people. And that always led me to kind of feeling like I was too black for my friend group. Mm -hmm. But then also growing up when I had more diverse friends, I was too white for them just because I had grown up with all these white people and I would listen to their music and I was so accustomed to speaking kind of similar to them. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) that's the tea. And so how do you, my question is today, I guess, is, is that okay? Like, is that true? Like, was I actually being too white for my black friends? Is there something mm-hmm. called, like, is there such thing called as being too white? Is there such thing called as being too black? Well, I mean, like, when we ask those type of questions, we're just feeding into black stereotypes, mm-hmm. I think, because you're telling people that there's an acceptable form or an acceptable mold of how to be a, a, a black person. And, like, there isn't at mm-hmm. the end of the day. And so... I don't know. I feel like it's really hard to grow into yourself um, and to, like, grow into, like, who you are as a person when you're faced with all these, like, stereotypes of how you're supposed to talk, dress, what you're supposed to like. Because at the end of the day, like, a lot of people will stifle themselves and try to fit this mold and not live, like, in their true, Mm -hmm. like, into their true self. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also a fact of, like, the socialization process that occurs growing up within schools, within, like, sports teams within like extracurriculars you know Mm -hmm. for example like growing up I also went to like a fairly white school I went to a Catholic school in Brampton Ontario Um, what you went to a white school in Brampton yeah Yeah. how did that even happen so in Brampton it's actually it's actually pretty interesting so the public schools tend to have like most of the like the students of color they have the black kids Mm -hmm. they have the um the 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 Sikhs and, and like just all types of people whereas in the catholic schools i noticed it was very white yeah. okay? okay um so growing up i was always one of maybe two sometimes if i was lucky three black mm-hmm. kids in the class i think at one point i was like one of four black kids in the entire school um mm-hmm. so in that sense like the socialization process there was just like the things that my friends were into I was into. Mm-hmm. Like, I went through an emo phase. Um, <laughs> I but said, that's, that's so white, though, to go through an That's very emo white, phase? you know? Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, like, being black, like, you start to notice that you're different very early on. Because whereas I had my friends who were dyeing their hair black and they had it, like, in front of their face oh and God, yeah. they were doing those things. One of the main reasons why I used to have dreadlocks is because I wanted long hair like my white friends. I wanted to sort of have that versatility with my own hair with my own identity and everything so it's just like growing up in that sort of scene just really fucked me up you know yeah Um, it does um i feel like we all had a very similar experience i grew up in london i went to a primarily like white elementary school same thing happened to me in high school and my entire friend group was white and it wasn't until i was like making friends outside of school that i had black friends and like when i came to university all my friends are black now um i still have like my white friends from high school but like now i'm in a space like especially like i'm in fourth year now when i was in first year like i was just surrounded by all black people and i feel like that molded who i've turned into now in my fourth year whereas in high school i was trying to like because you are a reflection of the people you surround yourself with and i feel like we're trying to like conform to what is right in that space but then when you switch and I go to like a family function or something when I was in high school and I was surrounded by all white people and then I try to fit in in this black space I didn't really know how to navigate it because I was surrounded by white people all the time I had this certain identity and then that's when it comes into code switching and the idea that you have different ways of talking and different ways of presenting yourself when you're in a primarily white space versus like a primarily black space yeah no for sure um on my experience I feel like it was this weird dynamic because I was never enough in any space so basically growing up when I was like in elementary school and teen like a teenager Mm -hmm. I think that I always spoke a language that was a little bit different because I was so 
into like I guess Instagram and also like Tumblr and mm-hmm. internet culture I was so into like creative art shit and my white friends didn't get it but they didn't really care to get it they were kind of like that's Lydia shit it doesn't really matter <laughs> so but that's what it was it was my shit it was Lydia shit and then as soon as I got to university or like end of high school and I started getting more black friends they were like Lydia you're so white like you yeah. love dressing like all these white people like mm-hmm. you know like Converse or whatever because like I know a lot of people who uh will affiliate like black people who like Brockhampton to be like kind of white yeah oh oh I get that <laughs> all the time I'm literally wearing the sweater right now and yeah like, Mark um, is a Brockhampton stan 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 but... I've spent way too much money on the merch recently so yeah <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it, it's interesting with your experience because it's like with me in my elementary school I was around sort of that white space and that white institution and I was socialized under that setting yeah. but then when I went to um, high school and I was sort of exposed to other cultures Um, I noticed that I became sort of a floater because Mm -hmm. one it got to that point where I literally was as Earl Sweatshirt said like too white for the black kids too black for the white like Mm -hmm. I'd hang out with my white friends and I felt comfortable there because that's where I grew up but then I started noticing like their interests sort of started delineating from mine and then I try to hang out with my black friends and they're just like oh man like you're so white like why do you talk like that which is really weird my whole life I've always been ostracized for the way I speak Mm -hmm. yeah like my whole life I've never understood that even when I go back home to Brampton (laughs) it's really bad so I work with the city of Brampton and all my coworkers are relatively young they're like Mm -hmm. guys that have gone to the high schools in my area and everything and for the first two weeks I literally have to code switch I have to relearn how to speak yeah and then I end up finding myself speaking like everyone around that because if I don't, then they sort of, they point it out. They make fun of me. They say, oh man, like, you Western boy, you white boy. Oh, you're not even black. I have little white kids coming up to me saying, man, I'm blacker than you. Oh my God, God. I hated that. Oh my (laughs) God. I know. I hated that too. People would say that to me all the time. And honestly, that's like, that's just like one level worse than like a white person putting their arm beside you after the <laughs> summer to tell you that they're like blacker than yeah. you because yeah. they're more tan. Like, oh, that's the freaking worst. Yeah. I would get that all the time. And it was interesting because, okay, as far as like code switching goes, I definitely feel that in some ways because as far as like speaking and like being myself I think I was across the board myself like Mm -hmm. I never code switched in that way but I definitely code switched I don't know if this is like good but I definitely code switched when it comes to the n-word like I never ever ever I don't care if we've been friends for years like I really really don't say the n-word in front of white people like ever no if you do they kind of take it as a pass that they can say it too and it's like no, that's not how this works. And also, the word's not for their consumption, so why am I going to say it around you? Yeah, no, it's true. You know what true. I mean? But, like, yeah. I was going to say, like, do you feel like there's certain things that you would say to your black friends that you wouldn't say to your white friends outside of the N-word? Outside of the N-word, I think it would probably just be speaking about black issues. I think sometimes when I have a white friend... Like, you would talk the exact same. Like, the way that you talk to me, you would talk to a white person like that. Yeah. Okay. I don't I know. Feel I'm like, just asking. Yeah, no, for sure. No, because I feel like I've always just try to like kind of stay the same because I've been burned by like trying to like almost divide two lives because I feel like a lot of people who feel the same way as us who felt like they were too black for white people and Mm -hmm. then too white for black people it almost like they were developing two personalities yeah because sometimes when you're around your black friends you might be a little bit more loud and rambunctious and then with your white friends you're a little bit more calm and I just always hated having to switch up especially like when you're in spaces where your white friends and your black friends were together oh yeah I actually had a crisis last year um I called my friend randomly because speaking on that like yeah, I do code switch. I find that I am the same person across the board. Like, mm-hmm. um, you will talk to anyone and sort of get the same impression. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I'm with my white friends, I'll throw in like the A, the buds, whatever. <laughs> when I'm with my black friends, <laughs> I'll like, I'll start speaking in a more like GTA lingo and whatnot, yeah. right? Um, and on the N word, I actually hate using it. I never use it. But I notice when I'm around like my black friends from back home. Sometimes it comes out, and then even they're surprised. We're like, oh, man, you're learning. And I'm like, ugh. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. even at that, I had a crisis where I realized that my friend groups are so diverse, mm-hmm. but I like to keep all my friends separate, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. um, part of an issue with 
couple friends back home is that they're always like, oh, you never mention any of your friends. You never like say say their name. You say, oh, I'm hanging out with my friend. I'm hanging out with this person. But I never found the use mm-hmm. or I never found it useful to sort of mix them just because when I'm hanging out with a certain group of people, I have like I don't have reasons to hang out with them. But I mean, like. I sort of portray a certain version of myself around them. Mm-hmm. So, like, around my soccer friends, I was, like, a soccer boy, like, <laughs> athlete. Yeah. Around my music friends, I was, like, always talking about, like, deep music, like, Brockhampton. I was talking about, um, like, Earl Sweatshirt, those kind of guys, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then I noticed I've actually tried it, and I've, like, tried to connect my different friends, and then it's always a source of conflict. Yeah. yeah. I remember the one time I did it. I brought my friends from Western. We all were hanging out in Brampton and I wanted to introduce them to my like sort of friend group from back home mm-hmm. and it was just so weird because not only did I have to play the diplomat I had to be the bridge between the two yeah. but then I had to like translate what they were saying to each other because like yeah. even just like little regional slang is different yeah. so yeah. I've noticed that code switching and like the duality that we've experienced is so mm-hmm. like ingrained in our lives you know and I just I don't know. What like what do you think about that? Do you mix your friend groups or do you sort of keep them separate because of that? I for a very long time did separate them, but I just got so unbelievably tired, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But I do have certain friends and I think that especially so I feel like especially my, my white friends are people who are creatives for the okay. most part. I don't really have that many white friends that aren't creative yeah. mm-hmm. at all just because now that I think about it, I don't I feel like I wouldn't have that much to say, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, everything I think about and everything I talk about has to do with either, like, race or art or gender. Yeah. So if you're not anything that, like, relates to that, then I don't really see why would we connect. Okay. Um, but I will, like, I do think that, I don't know, I do think that it, it can be useful, but I think that the duality just gets really exhausting. Yeah. Overall. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree. Like, it's hard to code switch in those spaces but as of recently i have been like trying to integrate my friend groups and it's been working for the most part i know friends are really great though yeah like (laughs) lydia lydia knows like my friends from high school now and like i don't know for the most part it's been working for me and i feel like but i feel like with me now i've tried so hard to stop the code switching and the only spaces that i feel like i really do it now is like in work at work and in school that's so but sad. like at, I know. But at work, I feel like there's certain things like there's certain things that you will never see about me because yeah. you're my coworkers. Like you don't need to know, like my I don't know my my actual personality, I guess. So in those spaces, maybe I do act white because yeah. that's who I'm surrounded with. I'm like the only, I'm the only black person that like at my workplace. So I'm gonna conform to like what is standard there. Yeah. So I feel like in those spaces, for sure, you're gonna definitely always face code switching and academic. Um, scenarios too but like especially at Western like I don't know yeah throwback to like our podcast with Danielle and Karen yeah and how um, they were speaking about how they're actually also from Brampton you obviously know that Mark (laughs) but um, they're from Brampton and they were saying how like the culture and like the way high schools were brought up or like are there are just so different their high school was super diverse like they both went to different high schools but like it was like really everyone was super carefree and everyone was loud and when they came to western which is like a predominantly white university mm-hmm. they felt they had to like really regulate themselves which i think speaks like a lot about how black people are treated in certain spaces and if you aren't complicit then you can't really survive and so like looking back to like when i was in elementary school i guess i was acting quote-unquote white because yeah. i was like trying to be friends with all these people but in a lot of ways it was just me trying to be complicit like when you're a little kid you just want to fit in with everyone so like i didn't i was an emo but like i always <laughs> tried to straighten my hair and my yeah. hair was so like disgustingly damaged oh, yeah. it also never even like fell flat because it's like literally like how do i explain that there's too many pictures on twitter I have Twitter now. Shout <laughs> <laughs> yeah. out to Lydia. We're gonna put her Twitter. Yeah, in guys, the I'm not fake anymore. <laughs> I'm not fake anymore. But like, you know those like Oompa Loompas from Willy Wonka? How they have their hair like straight, oh, no. but it's like super puffy and it's yeah. like all at the end. Like that's what my hair looked like. Yeah. But I was like just trying to be complicit because when you're younger, especially, you just wanna feel a sense of belonging. And so yeah. if all your friends are white, obviously you wanna belong. But do you feel like in the current climate? now you code switch less because I feel like when I was younger being black wasn't cool but now blackness is a trend and so I feel like I have to code switch less because people are taking things from black culture and I mean they always have but it's like (laughs) cooler now to be black or to be like I don't know 
all the things that are associated with like normative blackness it's cooler to like fit into those molds so I feel like in spaces with like my white friends I don't even have to code switch as much because it's cool it's cool like why would I hide my blackness when it's a fucking trend yeah you know what I mean like I don't know that's interesting because I feel like um in a lot of ways looking back now I think I had to almost kind of code switch with my black friends because Mm. my white friends accepted me as like this is just Lydia shit whereas I felt one of the reasons why I think I was always so nervous growing up being around black people and like being the way I was is because I just like wanted them to love me because I love black people so much (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously like when I was in first year I joined black association and I remember just being so nervous because I looked around the room and it just seemed like everybody was like fashion nova ig baddies and I'm just very much not like that and so I just but a part of me like this is my community so I want them to relate to me yeah um I definitely feel the same like I, I I find that I code switched a lot when I was younger and mm-hmm. I guess when I didn't sort of have that sense of self mm-hmm. but as I grew and especially my journey through Western um, it's been very turbulent there's just been like a lot of things that have occurred over the years here and that's mm-hmm. added to my own maturity but as the years have gone on like for example every time I go back home in the summer it takes longer for me to eventually switch back to the way I used to speak. And now when I go back, I just don't even bother. I'm so comfortable with myself now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I find that I, like, I don't necessarily code switch, but I Mm -hmm. do cater to sort of the group I'm with, you know? Like I'm still me fundamentally, but for example, if we connected through music, yeah, I would talk to you more about music and I, bring that side of my personality yeah, but then if we true. connected through let's say film then i'd bring that side of my personality right yeah so in that sense i still do that kind of like catering yeah. but i don't coach which as much i still talk to them and like it's interesting how you joined the bsa right out the bat in the first year because i was scared no, I in was my first nervous. and second year yeah. i was scared because in high school i was always made fun of for being like too white i was yeah. always made fun of like i didn't like the same style i didn't like the same music i didn't do the same things as my black friends um so then coming to western i was so intimidated because there were so many people who were so comfortable with themselves yeah. that i thought they would look at me and they'll sort of be like oh what's this guy doing mm-hmm. so then when i joined in 30 and i was seeing like what everyone was wearing how everyone was acting i was still very scared because i'm like man like it's scary yeah i'm unapologetically me but there's so many people who don't like that and I didn't know how the BSA would react to that you know yeah and it's hard to make yourself vulnerable for a group of people that you like value because I really did like I still do (laughs) value black people and like I remember I went to the first African Association uh, Putluck yeah and they like played Trey songs and honestly guys like I don't do this purposely to be like that girl but you could seriously show me a picture of Trey songs that I could not identify like (laughs) I literally don't know what Trey song looks like I can't tell you a Trey song song yeah like I never was into Chris Brown but like all these things for me growing up like those were quote-unquote black culture you know yeah Yeah. so for me to be a black girl and not know those things yeah they I don't know like they just would treat me different not people from black association but like black people in in general general, would be like you're so white Lydia like how would you not know that yeah so I think for a long time yeah I was code switching I guess with my black friends because I just Mm -hmm. wanted them to really like me but it's interesting that you said that as you got older Dina that you didn't code switch around your white friends because they thought like all your like, they thought all my shit was cool. They're yeah. like, okay, cool. Like, I like the music that you like now. And I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they were like, whatever. Yeah, no. And as I got older, my black friends all of a sudden, like, Brockhampton. They like Tyler the Creator. They like all these people that I was like yeah. literally rooting for when I was yeah. in grade nine. But they were like, Lydia, they're so white. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's interesting because I think that the narrative of like, I don't know, like the narrative you kind of shared about with Earl Sweatshirt, mm-hmm. that's starting to kind of resonate with a lot of black people. Yeah. And it's almost cool now i guess for black people to kind of indulge in that type of culture yeah i know a lot of black people well not a lot because i don't (laughs) know that many black people from london but there were some black people from london that i know for a fact would talk so much shit behind my back in high school talk about lydia so white like she likes odd future like whatever but now they they posting tyler the creator screenshots of their uh (laughs) of their spotify on their story and it's like where was this energy before yeah tyler the creator there's this new love for donald glover i don't don't mean to be that guy um but i've literally followed donald (laughs) glover since (laughs) i know i know i'm terrible (laughs) i've literally followed donald glover since the Derek comedy days when he was on youtube and he was like i saw myself in him he was 
a college student. Like, I, I of course, wasn't in college at this time. I was in, like, grade five or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he was, like, yeah. the black college student with, like, the nappy hair, didn't really know how to dress, and his friends were all white and everything. Yeah. But I saw myself in that, and he was so comfortable with himself. Yeah. And then eventually, and I discovered, like, his music. Um, he had a couple, like, good albums, Camp, yeah. Royalty. Yeah. Um, and I sort of was like, wow, I like this. I try to show my other friends, and I'm like, oh, like, turn that shit off. Like, what? Can I swear? Can I swear on this? <laughs> yeah, you can. Okay, yeah, yeah. Can, you can, yeah. <laughs> like, turn that shit off. What is yeah. that? Like, you're off the aux cord, man. Like, what's up? I'm like, all right, cool. But then because the internet yeah. drops, and all of a sudden, I that album. it was so palatable to everyone. Yeah. My white friends were posting it on their uh, Instagram stories. Or mm-hmm. was there Instagram stories when that came out? Oh, Probably no. Not. My Snapchat friends were stories, posting on Snapchat or whatever. Yeah. And then now he's sort of seen as that icon. And yeah. I want to know, like, what? When was the shift? When did we start allowing weirdness to become cool? When? When did Tyler the Creator shift from being that offensive dude? Yeah. Let me listen to his old. Like, I listened yeah. to a lot of. Like, I loved it, but yeah. I mean, it was like, wow. Yeah, no, I remember when offensive. I first yeah. uh, listened to Tyler the Creator. First of all, like, I started listening to Tyler the Creator when Goblin came out, so I was honestly yeah. depressed. <laughs> oh, I was, like, right. Listen to it like no, every right? day. I try to and listen I... to it now, and it's just like. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> never was. I never had like a Tyler phase. Like I never was a, like an oh, odd future person. I but I really loved Earl Sweatshirt. Okay, yes, that was yes. the one that I was like, I fuck with Earl so hard. And I'm yeah. listening to his music. I'm like, I'm fucking depressed. Yeah, now. Like, yeah. It's so sad. But um, I think it's interesting how you brought up Gambino because like I don't know if I told you. I think I talked to you about this, but like um, he was nominated for a Grammy in the same um, category as Macklemore, and Charlemagne the God, which. I hate Charlemagne, but um, he made this comment <laughs> where he was like, he was like talking about Gambino and he was like, actually, there's two white rappers nominated for like rapper of the wow. year or whatever the fucking award Man. was. And I was like, I literally saw that and I was like, oh my God, like he's literally, like, he's putting Gambino in this category because yeah, a lot of white people do like his music, yeah. but that doesn't mean that like he's not, I don't know, like I don't understand why we accept people right. like Kanye or like Jay-Z into a part into being a part of hip-hop culture and black culture but we won't accept Childish or yeah. Tyler or like Rockhampton like yeah. artists yeah. like that so and it's I, actually interesting because um, I'm not sure if you know this but I'm pretty sure he was adopted right and he has white parents and he grew up in a white neighborhood like he speaks about that extensively in his like older music mm-hmm. so it's really interesting because like that sort of messes up the psyche of that child yeah. because he is trying to find his expression they are trying to find their expression. And they understand that even at home, they're sort of different in their own family setting. They're different. And then when they finally come to terms with their identity and try to, like, relay that to the world mm-hmm. through art, and then you have a donkey, like, donkey of the day, you know? A yeah. donkey like Charlemagne saying, oh, no, he's he's a white rapper. Yeah. Like, what, what are you... Why are you pushing away it's annoying because it's like charlemagne is saying basically that like i don't resonate with this so it's not black right and it's like why is that a thing why is he the gatekeeper exactly and it's saying that like maybe that maybe the majority of i don't even want to say majority but maybe a lot of black people don't resonate with the idea of um feeling too white for the black kids but just because that's the case doesn't mean that's not blackness and that is it's just like you we can't all fit one mold we're like blackness is so diverse and you cannot put us in this box and black people perpetuate these boxes and you know what you're just feeding into the fucking white man pissing on somebody front lawn trying to figure out how and when the fuck i miss moderate mama often was offering peace offerings think we's cough scoffing and he's off again searching for a big brother tyler was that plus he like how i rap the blunt and mice the trap too black for the white kids and too white for the blacks from on the road to cracking locks up off them bicycle racks i'm indecisive i'm scatterbrained and i'm frightened at seven and then them eyes where he hiding all the bicycles at something sinister to it the pendulum swinging slower degenerate moving through the city I, yeah I no that, seriously like, i was gonna ask like why do you feel like those people do that like why is it white people will say things like oh my god i'm blacker than you like what do they get out of it but the thing is this idea of acceptable like an acceptable form of blackness is perpetuated the most by black people it is like it is it is like i don't think i really don't think white people care that much that like they just want to make themselves feel better yeah Yeah. they want to feel um better about their proximity to blackness yeah you know what's interesting (laughs) it's like it's like you see this happens a lot in brampton especially where these kids will live in 
million dollar homes and live in like nice neighborhoods, go to a nice school and everything. Mm -hmm. But then they want to front like they grew up in the hood just because they want that (laughs) connection to that sort of like that culture. Right. Which is really weird because I sort of find it to be sort of like a catch 22. So you grow up in like, let's just say, uh, uh, I don't want to say a more affluent neighborhood, but you grow up in a different neighborhood, Mm -hmm. okay? And then you're ostracized for not being black enough. So then you try to sort of mimic those who are saying you're not black enough, but then that comes off as ingenuine and everything. But then the people who claim to be the gatekeepers of black culture are also like keeping such a large people out. So it's just like, why is there such a disconnect? Why can't I be black as well? As my friend who has a different upbringing than me. Why can't we both be black? And I really liked how you brought up how you sort of, you always acted and spoke differently because of like Tumblr, Twitter and all that. Well, not Twitter, like more recently, but I mean like Tumblr and everything. Man, I was deep on Tumblr back in the day. I loved Tumblr. Oh yeah, me too. I loved Tumblr. I was, yeah, I grew up on the internet. Twitter was, I think fundamentally the most important thing to happen in my life. Just because... For once, I was able to sort of project my own personality and be myself, you know? I was never like those people that are coming out nowadays and where they, like, tweeted all that, like, crazy racist or whatever stuff. (laughs) I mean, like, I was able to say things. I was able to, like, talk about myself. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, I was able to, like, express myself. And it's really cool because nowadays you see all these new black artists, these new black personalities who are so much like me. They're the weird black kids who like anime. They're the weird Mm -hmm. black kids who like like Panic at the Disco, like yeah. alternative Fucking rock. Paramore. I don't Paramore. know if you guys seen like Paramore is invited to the cookout. Like I know. Yeah. literally yeah. Twitter has taken Paramore like right? in like in the race war we're taking Paramore. Yeah. Like, I'm like sorry. <laughs> no, but honestly that's amazing, but sometimes like okay, I think that cuz I resonate with that idea obviously. Yeah. And I love it, but a part of me does get bitter when I see the black people that used to be the gatekeepers kind of being like trying to like claim these things to themselves if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so like I was saying like the people who I knew in high school that were like you're not black because you like xyz but now they're claiming xyz as like their favorites yeah Yeah. fuck you like literally like that was my shit the thing with me too like I feel like I really liked a lot of things that were like like considered black like I was a huge like J. Cole stan like I in high school like I loved J. Cole yeah, yeah. or like I was a really like I was a very big hip hop fan I was like I was a Drake stan for like the longest time when I was like from like grade 7 till high school to like the end of high school I loved Kanye I loved Jay Z like I was a very big hip hop head so I feel like I was conforming to like what I was supposed to like but it was just the way that I like that I was talking that people didn't like mm-hmm. and so I don't know I just want to get into the question of like talking white and like how did that make you feel because I don't know why that was like such a, the biggest insult that you could give me was my proximity to whiteness and yeah. so like how did that make you feel when someone was like oh you you talk like a white person I think for me okay so I didn't get it that much only mm-hmm. because I was around white people so much <laughs> yeah but when I was around black people it was kind of late in the game like <laughs> I mean to be honest like at the like close black friends I have I made like in grade 12 mm-hmm. but I mean they're definitely slick little comments here and there yeah but I shake them off because like whatever <laughs> I don't know I don't think that really bothered me as much really I think it was yeah. more of a personality thing like if you made my personality into like a different race then That's, I was yeah. like totally livid mm-hmm. yeah no like I I I, I definitely dealt with that a lot mm-hmm. um and I always like I took it with a grain of salt but it also I internalized a lot of it because just little things like um, what in grade five I have a paper ball and I'm just like playing around I throw it into the garbage can and I miss and then I have a friend who says oh you're black how did you not get that in and then and then I'll say like certain things I'll I won't use certain slang or whatever and then I have friends who oh let me let me just tell you like a side story so I had this one coworker who was like a white dude who loved reggae music. And I'm sorry to like anyone who watches this, but white people who listen to reggae music are the weirdest kind of people. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> literally he would always come up to me. He would always come up to me and be like, yo, do you know this rapper? Do you know this reggae artist? And I'm like, okay, first of all, 
I'm African. I'm not Caribbean. So, yeah. like, how am I supposed to know? But anyways, he's like, do you know this rapper? Do you know this? And I'm like, okay, these guys, half these guys were, like, making music before I was born. How am I supposed to know this? And he's like, yeah. oh, well, you don't know hip-hop. I'm blacker than you. And I'm like, Ooh. what? Mm-hmm. How does Black- what you listen to equate to your skin color? Like, he's a Greek 30-year-old who's like, yeah, because I listened to Run DMC before you were born, I'm blacker than you. I'm like, (laughs) no, have you ever been called the N-word? Have you ever faced discrimination because of your skin? Just because you like the culture doesn't mean, or just because you do your research more than someone Mm -hmm. else doesn't mean that more to them. Like, I'm not supposed to be an expert on that. I don't listen to reggae music. I don't listen to Caribbean music. I don't even listen to Afro beats. Like, yeah, I should. Same. I should. I like should. it. Not I like in the it. same way though. I don't really listen. To I, don't, I don't really guys. listen to. It. I, I have for the culture. Like I don't yeah. know. I'm like my... you guys, my Afrobeats. Yeah. Playlist, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. like I, 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 my, my sort of introduction and my relationship with music is very like personal and everything, right? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I will like explore Afrobeats every now and then and whatnot. But I mean, how is someone's tastes and interests relative to their color? How does yeah. that reflect on that? You know? Yeah. So now that I think about it, I think that maybe white people doing the whole arm to arm, you know, comparing skin tones yeah. to you, equating their black, like making sure like you know that they're quote unquote blacker than you. The whole music comparison, yeah. like, I think it's because their their understanding of what race is is literally just so shallow, deep. Like they don't actually understand mm-hmm. what it means. Obviously, they don't understand what it means to be black. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But and I think that's why they have so many qualms with like black people not being their definition of black. Right. Mm-hmm. Like even even being the token black friend. Yeah. Sometimes someone will t- try to tokenize me. Then they realize I don't fit into that like the mold yeah. or man. The worst thing. And I'm not sure if like women experience this as much. But the worst thing is when someone will start talking to me. Women will start talking to me. And I'm, like, thinking, like, oh, there's, like, a genuine connection. And whether she's black, white, whatever, um, I'll start talking to her and everything. But then she'll start saying things that make it seem as if, like, I'm not black enough. For example, there's this one girl who literally, like, dove into my DMs. We were chatting. <laughs> and I was so hyped. I'm like, lit. yo, you know me? Like, <laughs> okay, okay. But then when she realized that I wasn't a typical black guy in Brampton I didn't like Jordans I didn't play basketball I didn't listen to G Herbo and all those guys right like literally she turned around and was like oh this guy's like too weird like I don't like him blah 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 and I'm like did you did you come to me because you genuinely like me or did you come to me because I would be that token black guy like your token black boyfriend your token black man right Mm -hmm. so like I want to know like do women experience this the same way that black men do like, oh <laughs> are you tokenized in the sense that like they want you because you have these specific personality traits or because of the culture that comes with it or yes <laughs> um there's this guy from my high school shout out if you're listening i'm not gonna say your name but you know who oh. you are oh. um and, and that's the tea <laughs> i know <laughs> and yeah. literally like all my friends know like he he's just like he is always messaging me <laughs> Like, okay, first of all, we never talked in high school. And then high school, we get out of high school. I start wearing Fashion Nova clothes. I start posting my ass on Instagram. You know, the regular things that a girl does. And then this guy starts fucking, like, messaging me, talking about you're my Beyonce. Uh. You're the, like, things that are, like, so, like, he's trying to, like, make me into his, like, fetish for black girls. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is not a compliment, first of all. It makes me high-key uncomfortable. Um... I don't know. He said something else too, guys. I'm gonna find it. I'm sorry. Like, okay, I can tell my story. As an intern, to... yeah, tell your story because I need to find this. Was... Yeah, no, I have a really interesting experience with those types of things. Um, I like strictly only attract white guys. Like, that's just a fact. Oh, yeah. Point yeah. Period. No, I yeah. a black guy has never looked my way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is like, white men or nothing, which is kind of white sad. men just oh. really love Lydia. I don't know why. Especially if they're it's baristas. Always, like, baristas, really? like yeah. artistic, like really sad boys love yeah, sad, sad boys. Sad love boys me. love Lydia. <laughs> like, but I'm not were, looking for that. If they were nail polished, they will probably like Lydia. Like, I'm yeah, sorry. they probably will. <laughs> yeah. So, but I do think that those types of art boys, I'm like, oh my god, they want a black girl. Like, they want a black girl, so that's why I'm like their number one choice. Yeah. So I definitely am tokenized in that way. So, because they just like, I don't know, I think it is trendy to have a black girlfriend in mm-hmm. some cases. Like, I see so many YouTube couples 
that are black girl and white guy yeah. now, especially if it's like the guy's like a art ho type of thing. Now he's with this natural girl, and you know she's supposed to be like his queen. I'm not with it, but yeah, I'm definitely tokenized in that sense. Yeah, and it's just back to the topic about a previous podcast about growing up ugly, growing up around like white friends. My best friend always would get the girls. Girls would literally get to know me just so they can talk to him and everything. So growing up, um, whenever like a relationship would come by me, I was always very skeptical about it because I didn't know what they liked me for. Because mm-hmm. growing up, nobody really liked me. So I was always like, okay, like, is she like, is it because I'm funny? Is it because I don't know, maybe I dress differently or yeah. whatever? Or recently is it just because i'm black and you know what i feel like a lot of black guys are not like maybe they are aware of it in a way but they they don't care like they'll feed into the that's actually a fact you know what i mean like they don't care that they're being fucking like tokenized or like fetishized for their blackness because we all know out here in these streets of london all these white girls they love black guys like it's just it's a fact it's just a fact but yeah. the, at the end of the day like black guys like that too uh, maybe not you, Mark, but like a lot of black guys feed Just into that because. <laughs> can I? All right. Can no, I, I, no, can I spit lot, some facts? A, a lot of black guys feed into that. Sorry, go ahead. Can I spit some facts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, don't get me wrong. This might just be my own personal like view of it. Yeah. But I think if you're just here to smash, if you're just trying to get your nut in, then go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Feed yeah. into it. Yeah. And that's probably why mm-hmm. so many black students here, black guys do that. That's why, because it's like, okay. I just want to get my nut in. Yeah. There's all these people fetishizing me. Let me go for it. Yeah. But then I think the barrier comes when you're looking for an actual romantic relationship. Yeah. So I dated a girl in second year, and I'm very much not the relation type. I'm, like, very – I'm difficult to understand. Like, I just don't yeah. know how to – whatever. That's a deeper – That's the that's, relationship. That's for my therapist. Guess your sign. <laughs> yeah, that's for my therapist, you know? What is your um, um, Can I guess? Sign? Can I guess? Guess. No. guess? I think I know. Okay, what? you're definitely a Pisces. No. No, no, no. Okay. Are you a Virgo? No. Cancer? No. What? You're definitely water sign. You are, right? Give me that. Are you water sign? I actually don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What's your <laughs> birthday? September 26th. You're a, a Libra. Libra. I'm, a Libra. I'm a Libra. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. okay yeah. He has to be normal. Like, I'm sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I I was dating a girl, and yeah, she happened to be white. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Put it out there. I mean, at the and same time, you weren't in the BSA at that point. Yeah, I was in the BSA. In, like, uh, you weren't in, yeah, um, makes sense. But, I don't know. I, like, fell head over heels. She was really cool and everything. Mm-hmm. Um... She got me. She liked that I was weird. She liked that I was different and everything. Mm-hmm. But then little comments were coming out that, like, sort of irked me. For example, she would mention how at the dinner table at home, her brother and her, like, family would be like, oh, is it true what they say about black guys? <laughs> and I'm like, your brother is asking about the size of my penis. What? <laughs> like, I'm just going to come out and say it. Like, you're family is having a conversation around my penis and i'm just like how does that how like i'm sorry does that not like what or 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 like she'll she'll say like oh my brother's actually so black like he he shaves his hair he has like a buzz cut he plays ball and everything and i'm like am i supposed to approve of that things bothered you and it started to bother me and that's when i realized like Okay, maybe she only got with me because of that. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not going to discount the fact that maybe she did actually have feelings and everything, right? But, like, just that sort of cultural difference sort of, like, ingrained in me. And, like, back to what you said about only white guys are attracted to you. I grew up in a, like, very oblivious. I was always around, like, white students again, white people again. So I never knew. Like, I was, like, I don't know who's attracted to me. So, like, that's why I still struggle with understanding if someone likes me for me or if someone likes me because of my race if someone yeah. likes me because of this so it's just like i don't know it feels weird to be a 21 year old and i'm still struggling with that again yeah. probably for my therapist but you know like <laughs> no <laughs> no honestly like black kings please just like know your worth don't let these freaking girls tokenize you because it's not okay and i know it's okay i guess if you're like mark said you're just trying to get a nut off like <laughs> you're just there for like maybe that's fine if you <laughs> If you just want to, like, fuck someone and leave, like, maybe that's okay. Like, because, yeah. like, 
you don't care about them like whatever yeah but like why is the agency have, in their hands yeah but if you're gonna have a full-out relationship with someone that literally likes you because you're black and like they like hip-hop like they like hip-hop music they think that black guys are hot and they want to date you because of that like i'm sorry that yeah that's in i mean that's your prerogative but mm-hmm. i wouldn't recommend it yeah, because you're going to end up in a ghetto situation. This rap stuff is magic. I used to get call Oreo and faggot. I used to get more laughs when I got laughed at. Oh, you got a mixtape? That's fantastic. But everybody thought it was jokes, though. They have right. The joke is I got flow, so don't act like you ain't sitting there with your friends like it can't be. I know Donald Glover, he weak, man. He can't be. I'm still not down, but I up the ante. Me and hip hop, that black Sid and Nancy. Let him know. bring it to the next topic because we were talking about like weird or quote-unquote weird black artists and we're kind of bringing up guys Mm -hmm. do you think there's a difference between like the range of how weird guys can get creatively than girls so like when you look at Tyler the creator he's like a little bit out there right but everyone's Mm -hmm. like into it because it's Tyler Mm -hmm. but then when you look at like kind of the art hosts that are black women like Solange, SZA, and Zoe Kravitz um I feel like they have the message of like be authentically yourself but for some reason they're just always more tamed and i always felt like black girls that are creatives that like don't feel the, like don't fit the mold of like being black or being white they always still there's always like the sense of policing there's mm-hmm. still like this layer of like you actually can't cross but yeah. black guys for some reason i've always felt like they could cross really yeah, yeah. I, I i feel like that's a good point and especially with like weird black women i feel like they're stripped of their sexuality in a way yeah maybe not SZA because i feel like SZA is well, like less yeah on like but like um with like solange i feel like she's very like like, people are not looking at her for that. Like, mm-hmm. they'll look at Beyonce as, like, a sexual being. Yeah. But Solange is just, like, an artist. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. And even, like, Brockhampton, like, I was thinking about it. Like, what if Brockhampton was a bunch of, like, girls? Girls? Like, first of all, people would probably just, like, sexualize their, like, lesbianism. Like, people would just be like, oh, my God, it's so <laughs> sexy that, like, all these girls probably have, like, sex together. Like, you know what I mean? They yeah. Would, yeah. Like, respect yeah. the move. Yeah. So, it's just, like, hard because I, like, if Tyler the Creator was a woman... Like, would he be able to, like, dye his hair cheetah print? Or dye her hair cheetah print? Man, that's... That's really interesting that you raised that, because... And maybe this just might be my own gendered bias Mm -hmm. and a result of, like, my own upbringing Mm -hmm. and whatever. But I always thought that it was fundamentally harder for guys to sort of express themselves in that sense, because, Mm -hmm. like... There's just so many constraints in terms of, like, what is manly, what is not. For example, I remember when skinny jeans started becoming a thing. <laughs> I tried on a pair of skinny jeans. Boom. All of a sudden, I was gay. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of my friends are like, oh, like, you're a, like, you're a pussy. You're gay. Yeah. You're yeah. the F word, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, what? But now it's cool. Everyone does it or whatever. Or even, like, just having blonde hair, having a different hair color and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if it's necessarily, like, easier for guys to do it. Maybe it's just guys are more in tune to going to the extreme. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's um, a good point. Because, that, like, like, when I think of that, I think of artists like, yeah, Tyler, the creator. I think of, I'm not sure if you've heard of Dean Spencer, um, Alan Kingdom. Um, Alan Kingdom's really weird and I love it you should listen to the standard by the way it's him spooky black and like these other guys Mm -hmm. amazing Um, essentially grew up on that (laughs) Um, Alan Kingdom Um, who else is there there's there's oh London O'Connor there's a new guy that I've just discovered Uh, I can't even remember his name but they sort of go to the extremes Mm -hmm. of that weirdness and that difference and then it almost like, I don't want to say it's like, I don't want to say they sell out, but it's almost like they go so extreme that it's okay, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's what okay to have a Tyler at that extent. But if I were to try to sort of break out of my mold, I, I remember if I were to wear my pink shirt back home yeah, two years ago, I would get 
claimed by my friends. But then Mm -hmm. now because Tyler has pink hair or whatever hair and he wears short shorts, all of a sudden it's cool. So I don't know if it's like maybe these guys are just the pioneers. That's why they're so far forward. Because like even like you can look at artists like Lil Uzi, Young Thug. Like Young Thug is out here wearing dresses. Like, you know what I mean? Or like. Remember when Lifestyle came out? When Lifestyle came out. Black people didn't want to claim him because they're like, oh, hey, babe, so but now they're like, yo, <laughs> yeah. beautiful thugger girls changed my life. Young thug is okay, a king. I'm sorry, and I'm like, that album did change my life. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, how does it go from yeah. this guy is so fucking weird to this guy's an icon? How do you yeah. go from Lil Uzi who's so fucking weird to yo, this guy is king? What about um, Amine? Because I feel like you really love oh Amine. Oh my god, guys, and Amine, I love And Amine is very, like, non-conforming to, like, his I standard of masculinity. I love it. I love him. I love the wigs. I love everything. Dr. Whoever I love the glitter, slapped. yeah. Oh, Dr. Whoever, man. I listened to that, and I was like, So mm. many times. I think that... I only have heard 1.5. I'm sorry. Yeah, the whoever, like... Oh, is that a song? That's yeah. the first song. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Dina. Um, <laughs> I was like, is that an album? No, but now that I think about it, I think that when we look at these artists and certain people that we admire, maybe it's not always what they look like and what they're representing all the time, mm-hmm. but it's almost a sense of genuinity. Because yeah. people don't... I don't know, there's so much genuinity that's lost within society. Mm-hmm. Like, if I wanted to follow someone that was just, like, hot with no personality, like, there's a million versions of that on Instagram yeah. and on social yeah. media. So yeah. when we see someone who's especially black that's being themselves completely um, and, like, they don't care to, like, have to fit a certain standard, yeah. it's just, like, so admirable. Like, even for me, um, I'm trying to think of an artist that, like, I don't really relate to. But, like, for example, in a lot of ways... Like, I don't really relate to SZA. Like, I love, love SZA. How do you not relate to Control? I'm sorry. That is the most relatable album I've ever listened to. I feel like I listen to it. Like, I've never... Model, normal girl. Okay, actually, never mind. You do relate. I do relate. (laughs) I'm trying to think of an artist that I don't relate to. She's for you to check. I know. I know. She has to. I was thinking about the relatability of Control the other day, and I'm like, SZA's never going to top this album. Yeah. Okay, no, that's true. But anyways, any artist that, like, I don't relate to, I'm going to think of some. But um, um, I feel like it doesn't really matter that I don't relate to them. It's more so like, wow, thank you for being so honest about yourself. Yeah. Because I really appreciated the honesty. I don't care for like <laughs> the Photoshop. I don't really care for like yeah. people. Yeah. A lot of people are like really Kalani. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't relate to Kalani at all. But I feel like she's really, really herself, and I fuck with that heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like she doesn't really care and. And you love Sweet Sexy Savage. I love Sweet Sexy <laughs> Savage. Yeah, it's Connie's album. album. Yeah. No, I think that people are just seeking for genuinity, and like that's what the appeal to like people like Tyler and all these intense personalities are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like even Jean Michel Basquiat, like if we're going to visual arts, okay. Like he was very much himself. He was very rebellious in the way he looked and the way he like created art. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. And like I, I'm sure, like I'm sure, like a lot of black people had a lot of things to say about what he was making, because in so many ways, like okay, so basically there was this girl that I watched an interview of. Her artist name is Shh, um, because Shh. yeah, like Shh. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought I was like, oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I knew you were gonna think that. No, yeah, it's yeah. just Shh. And she was saying how she's really inspired by Jean-Michel Basquiat. Her um, like art. Uh, like the way she makes art is very similar to Jean-Michel Basquiat as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she always got made fun of the way she like creates and the way she presents herself because she, people would always just say she acted white, but I think it's just because she acted so free. And Jean-Michel Basquiat was very free in the way he was. He had like his head shaved, but like as a bald man and it had like dreadlocks coming out of it. Mm-hmm. He also had his hair just like super wild and free. And I think it's just because there's a sense of freedom and genuinity that people are just so attracted to. Yeah. yeah. And like, even in terms of like art in general, because I can't really resonate with this because I'm not really artistic. But like Lydia, I feel like we also do like socialize black kids to stray away from pursuing art. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and like I feel like that's something that you can probably resonate with a lot um, because it's not seen as like I don't know acceptable. Yeah, it definitely isn't, and I think that especially as someone who is uh, trying to make creative work in relation to black female bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time I, in my art class, I guess it was not appropriate for a high school class, but I had made, (laughs) (laughs) you know me, but no, like I had made like these sculptures. Um, They were like really small sculptures on a canvas. And basically it was just like different types of boobs. Okay. And it was like boobs with like hairy nipples. It was like small boobs, banana boobs, like 
this yeah. is like something that you've definitely seen like on your timeline multiple times at this point. Yeah. But I thought I was doing something in ninth grade, okay? Yeah, yeah in ninth yeah. grade I was making uh you know, boobs out of canvas. Yeah. <laughs> it was chill. But like when it was white, I feel like people didn't really give a shit. But then when I started making them dark skin, it was like a really big problem. My like probably my t- um my principal had to talk to me. She was like, This is really inappropriate for school, blah blah blah. Yeah. It, like why do you have boobs out? <laughs> I was strange. like I don't know, it's dude, everyone has tits everywhere. Like everyone has boobs. Like <laughs> Yeah. Like I like I like how you mentioned the idea of being free. Yeah. Um you notice it especially in sports, specifically football. I'm not like I mean, like, the only sport I like is soccer. Like, I think all the other sports are too violent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a different story. Okay. Um, <laughs> but with, what's his name? Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, you see yeah. him. He's, like, the masculine man, but he's always dancing. He's a carefree black boy. Yeah. Blonde hair, yeah. dancing, doing all that. But he's so criticized in the media. But then there was a recent post of, uh, like, this white quarterback doing the exact same thing. You know, dancing, like, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. being free. Yeah. And they were loving it. They had a field day with it. Mm-hmm. So why is it okay for the white body to be free and expressive, but then the black body not to be? I Which know. I think plays into the idea of, like, black kids being sort of trained to go into certain careers. Or not even trained into certain careers, barred from certain careers. Yeah. I I had a friend and I'm so distraught because without this one teacher, I wouldn't be who I am today. Mm-hmm. But that same teacher, I don't want to say ruined this girl's life, but definitely was a major hindrance. Mm-hmm. So we used to sit together in class because like, I don't know, she was cool, whatever. And he actually moved her and, like, in private said to her, like, you're not going to be anything. Leave Mark alone. You're bringing him down or whatever. And because of that, she, like, thought, like, oh, no, like, I'm not smart enough, blah, blah, blah. And it's weird because me being a black man, he raised me up. But then he tore down the black woman beside me. So it was, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to feel about him. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, I love this man who sort of helped me become comfortable with myself mm-hmm. and pushed me to the greatest but while he was doing that it was at the cost of someone else yeah so it's just like why why was i allowed to be free in my thinking and free in my pursuit of knowledge but she wasn't so like mm-hmm. it's definitely intersectional there like so yeah. black men can only be free to a certain extent yeah black women can be free to a certain extent yeah is the, th- mm-hmm. the threshold is definitely different in certain yeah. areas of course but it's no, just like sure. i don't know yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah. Also, just like side note, it always makes me so upset when I hear like bad teacher stories. I have so many bad teacher stories <laughs> yeah. because there are so many people who want to be teachers, and then shitty people like that get to hold the yeah. spot. But just like like little things, like putting the black kids in applied because oh whatever, like I don't care about them, or yeah. not seeing any future or hope in someone just because mm-hmm. I don't know skin color, upbringing, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Which is weird because of like I don't want to say because. I've been so whitewashed that I've never experienced that or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's almost like I'm looking to the side and I'm seeing friends who went to the exact same high schools, who came up in the same social settings, mm-hmm. who are getting a completely different experience. And I want to know why. Like, yeah. why does my weirdness benefit me in that way? Mm-hmm. Like, why was I able to have a safer environment than my brothers and sisters, essentially? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah and i think like the point that you brought up about like the intersectionality of it all and like the idea that like someone like um odell he's in a space where he's very like it's a hyper masculine space too um whereas like if someone like like fucking little uzi can make those videos of him dancing and like no one really says anything about it but with obj like he's a football player he's seen as like super super masculine and a, a black man at that yeah where it's like hyper masculine masculinized and then also like i don't know if you guys saw this but russell wilson i think he's a football player i don't know don't anyways uh <laughs> no he's a football player russell wilson and he was like <laughs> well, you um, no he was he, he's a football player i know he's a, he's an athlete anyways <laughs> um there was like an interview where um it was like someone on the team said that he didn't mesh with the team well because he wasn't black enough and he didn't like conform to ideas of blackness and i feel like that's so sad like i don't know i I can't imagine like me being like in my passion of like what like or like his career path and someone's telling you that you don't fit in with us because you're not black enough in 2018 someone said that to you like that's just that's i've definitely experienced that in soccer where yeah my friends are like oh like 
Mark is weird. Like, Mark, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can't hang. Like, have you ever bubbled on a girl? And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) how does that make my worth? Oh, my God. That's so funny. I've never bubbled. (laughs) <laughs> like before like university and I was like what the fuck is this like I was it was because I'm not Caribbean or anything yeah, so like yeah. I didn't grow up with like listening to like um dance hall music or like I have a really funny story I have to tell you oh? <laughs> no you have yeah. to smell the tea oh my god okay so um the first time I was like in an environment where it was, it was really intense like everyone was bubbling it was you know I was getting rowdy it was getting yeah. sweaty <laughs> and you you were like I don't know how to bubble I don't know how to bubble but yeah. also like someone had put their okay first of all I didn't know the procedures <laughs> yeah. like I didn't know that like if someone Step puts one. your arms yeah around you like your waist not around you but like they put your your hands I can't like show you guys because you guys yeah, are yeah, listening yeah. fuck but like basically someone puts their hands on your waist on your waist okay. that basically means like let us get into it and okay. I didn't know that so I just turned around and then <laughs> you're like hey. he was like uh like he just like looked offended because obviously like when girls usually turn around and like yeah. aren't dancing that means like fuck off yeah. but I really was just didn't know what he was doing like I thought he was asking me to move like yeah. I don't know like, that's really <laughs> funny because funny. I've noticed especially like being socialized different going after girls oh, is yeah. different okay so like I noticed my black friends are more blunt and they're more, I don't want to say aggressive because that sounds like that has yeah. a negative connotation, yeah. but they're more abrupt with it, you know? Like, they're mm-hmm. not scared to walk up to a girl and be like, yo, shoddy, like, what's your number? You know, like, they're <laughs> yeah, not yeah, yeah, afraid yeah. to go so up and be funny. like, yo, like, I think you might be my wife, whatever. They're not afraid to, like... Niggas do say that shit, Right, right? But, like, yeah. n- like they're not afraid to, like, approach a girl at the club. They're not afraid to, like... And I don't want to, like, generalize or anything, but they're not afraid to, like when they're dancing in a club, pull a girl in, be aggressive like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas I sort of, like, I, I'm never, like, I, I don't like that, you know? It's yeah. just like, I don't know, I, I'm not a good dancer. I don't like dancing. Like, I'll yeah, be at the I club like and I'm literally so there in the corner just like, okay, you know, like, yeah, whatever, I'll have some fun with my boys and everything, but like, I, I'm, whatever, but you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's like a bubbling found, song comes on and you're like, and I notice, like, yeah, okay. I'll go to, like, jams and everything. And while all my that. friends are getting bubbles and everything, I'm there. And, like, I'm literally, Posted. like, what yeah. am I doing? Like, <laughs> like what is this? Like, no. am I supposed to go up and down? Actual like, facts. <laughs> like, I get so much anxiety thinking right? about bubbling. No, guys, there's this video of my first bubble. I think I was, uh. in, second, I was in second year. And it's so bad. Like, I'm, I'm embarrassed. And my friends still make fun of me to this day about it. I'll show you the video. It's really it's bad. It's just, like... Um, it's yeah. so funny. But it's also because we were around that. Right? Yeah. I, know. Know. I had to learn you all this stuff late. game is different, too? Like, like talking to guys? Like talking to guys. You find, like, say, your black friends talk to guys differently than your white friends. Oh, for sure. I notice, like, all the way I'll, like, approach a girl is completely different than the way my friends would approach a girl. And, like, in certain settings, it works better. Yeah. In other settings, it doesn't. Like, yeah. it's really weird. Like, when I'm back home, they just walk up ask for numbers and they're like yo mark like go up to that random girl in the mall and ask for a number i'm like yeah no, man. Okay, like, that's gonna make her uncomfortable that's a gta like, man that's thing. a gta thing that's yeah GTA. that's definitely and not I hate london that, man. i hate london that it's just like yo go up and ask that. for a number and then they cook me and they're like oh yo you have no hoes bro <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> what yeah it's just like i see that for sure i feel like yeah. this whole duality thing just spreads into every aspect of life like my game is different my music taste is different style it's just like what do we do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do we do? No, I feel like for sure, like, my white friends and my black friends definitely talk to guys differently. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm actually never, like, booked this until you just said that. Me too. But I'm like, they definitely do. I feel like my black friends are more, like, not rude, but, like, will be more, like, blunt. Like, yeah. no, like, I'm not interested. Like, adios. Whereas, like, my white friends are, like, more, like, nice be, about like, yeah, it. Let's just be nice. Like, yeah, yeah like, like, don't be rude. And it's like, I'm not being rude. I'm just not interested. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so why would I? Like, <laughs> just to, like, uh, like, contextualize it. So, there's this friend. The, act- the same friend that actually the teacher was, like, really rude to. I, like, caught up with her. Um, Was it this summer? Yeah, this summer. Mm-hmm. And... She's like she, she's into like hood guys and all that stuff and like literally <laughs> she's playing like Jerbo and like all these like hard not. guys and like making fun of me for not knowing who they are. But yeah. anyways, so like like it wasn't like a romantic date. It was like a friend date, you know, like just catching up and everything. Yeah. And I noticed like even in like the little interactions, there's such a divide. So because she's like into that culture where she likes like the hood guys and whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't want to generalize them either, but you like. I don't know if you, like, get, like, the sort of sense, right? Yeah. Um, We went to McDonald's, and I'm like, okay, it's, like, what, like, 2 a.m., like, whatever, like, 
uh, I want like this and that. And then I ask her what she wants. And she's like, what? I'm like, what do you mean what? And she like acted so surprised. Then like when I paid for it, she's like, what? Like, you're so nice. Wow. You're such a sweetheart. And like sort of like, not like, yeah, like paternalized me. Like no, it wasn't like being paternal towards me, but it was sort of just like making it seem like, oh, like you're so like sensitive. You're so weird. Like, why are you nice. doing that? Yeah. Like, yeah. why didn't you make me pay for myself? Why didn't you like, why, weren't you why are you me? driving me here? Why are you like yeah. validating me or whatever? And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're like, girl, get your Big Mac sauce and leave. A lie? <laughs> like, bro, it's just like, I've got you a small fry. Relax, you know? But then in other situations, in other situations, it would be like, man, like, either, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It just spreads into every aspect of life. Like, just when you're, when you're hanging out with your friends, just notice, just notice the way they talk to their friends. Yeah. Notice the way they approach girls and just notice, I'm sorry, approach guys, girls, whatever, Mm -hmm. approach anyone and just like, see how like, like, would it work if you did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like, sorry, going back to your point about um, how I got, like, black guys are a little bit more expressive yeah. in that sense. So I feel like they're a lot more expressive in uh, maybe trying to approach a girl. Yeah. But in a case where, like, what's that football player, the one with the blonde hair, Odell? Odell, yeah. Odell, like, he can't dance. To me, like, approaching a girl is more, like, anxiety-inducing than, oh, like, very. dancing on a, what's it called, the football, on his football field? field. No, yeah. and, yeah, on, like, on his Instagram videos, he does that. Yeah, too. and I think that... In a lot of ways, now that I'm thinking about it, the reason why we maybe say things aren't quote unquote black and why maybe uh, certain kids aren't allowed to like pursue our careers is because I think that we're trying to police black people to not be their best selves. Because I feel like black people have the best capability of making so much amazing art. Think about hip hop just in general. Like that's really just the best. And black people are just like the pioneers and the creators of like such an amazing genre. And so I feel like the reason why, and maybe even going back to like high school when I was making those tit, like those dark skin titties, like maybe my prof knew I had something going, and yeah. she really just wanted to squish me because she was like, "This black girl's out of line." Which is weird because look at look at the recent trend with black movies. Moonlight, one of my favorite movies. Oh, I've seen that like two three times. Moonlight, um, um, Get Out. Um, um, there's this guy, Jabuki, on Twitter. Uh, oh, my God, he, What's he on now? I love Jabuki. No, I'm sorry, What's guys. he on now? Is it He's SNL on, now? He was on SNL. Or something. And, like, they're giving these writers... Oh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Um, they're giving these black creatives a chance. Yeah. And they're making great art. Not mediocre art. Not yeah. not the same Medea over and over. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I love Tyler Perry. No, but not the same yeah. thing that feeds off the same stereotypes. But real art. Real diverse art. When was the last time you seen a movie about predominantly LGBT black men? Oh, Never. Moonlight was a game changer. Like yeah. that's an incredible, incredible movie. But the thing, like the thing, is the way that a lot of black people were engaging with the film was so like problematic. Yeah. Because I like had a conversation with one of my friends about it, and they were talking about how they really liked Moonlight. They just didn't like that it was a gay movie. And I was like, right? That's the that's whole, point the of whole the movie. movie. I was literally like, that is the it's whole like movie. We're so. Fr- it's like black people are so fragmented but under that. It's like you can be black, is, like, but you can't be black. Even in the movie, like. The, like Chiron's character like in like um his like adulthood he's so like he's fitting those black yeah. stereotypes he has the grills he has the he body has the gr- yeah. oh my god man that scene when he's driving <laughs> in the car and like you see his grills yeah. I was just like bro I'm trying to be like that bro like yeah. I need to start working out or something but uh <laughs> it's so funny oh my gosh but, but no like I think that's funny that's actually a really good point like, like when you give black people the freedom of expression we make great art yeah. I know. we make great art and it's sad that we're not allowing like there needs to be an open op- like the, the gatekeeper needs to open it up yeah. or screw it like fuck the gatekeeper we don't need a gatekeeper just yeah. let yeah. everyone create you know mm-hmm. let these black kids be who they are let them be free you know yeah let people be creatives so I think that was a really good point to end the podcast on yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Marky. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that you. was amazing. Yo, yeah. follow me on Twitter. You're hey? so yeah, smart. Yeah, we will put Mark's Twitter, boom, boom. Instagram. You want to see the face behind he, um, the voice? Yeah. Mark <laughs> is also PAO for Black Students Association, so they always facilitate like reflections. So if you're at Western, make sure to come out because even if you're not like black, I feel like a lot of people that are not black feel like yeah. they can't come. But like you definitely can definitely come. come. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it'll definitely open your eyes to like different things that are happening in the black community and the ways yeah. that you can be 
an ally. Next one's going to be pretty interesting. We're talking about cuffing season. So, uh, oh my God. fellas, mm. <laughs> and gals, uh, everyone come through. That and one is so dead. crazy. We also, like, we want to have a episode. cuffing season relationship, like, episode. Ooh, so, I feel yeah. like that would be, like... That'd, That'd be, be interesting good. for us. Maybe we should like release it around. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> release it. See. Release yeah. it the day before, so people have like something in their heads. Yeah. You know? Collaboration between Retweet and BSA. Boom. Um, <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, Mark, for coming out. Thank you for um, having me. This is such a cool opportunity. And, like, yeah, you're gonna want to. You're gonna want to start a podcast now. Yeah, I'm so happy with what you guys are doing. Especially oh, here. Oh, did you listen to the episodes? Don't lie. No, no did. I did. I did. All she them? made me listen to um. What was the first one? Separate the artist from the art. And then, no, not all of them. And then mm-hmm. I listened to, to um, oh, yeah, you growing listen up to growing ugly. ugly. Growing up ugly. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go back. And listen, listen to the to friendship them. one. Yeah, you can listen to yours when it comes out. Obviously, like five <laughs> times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys subscribe to us on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iTunes. Yes, I'm sorry, guys. Like I understand that a lot of you guys are listening. Like we get like 400 plays and stuff, but you need to hit follow because. If you don't, it's just it's all for nothing. Okay. We need numbers. No, we I'm need numbers. Share you guys on Twitter and everything. Blast you guys. You know. Yes. Put us on your Instagram stories. If you can play, like if you can post a G Herbo song twenty times a day. Yeah. Uh. Girl, you can get a retweet <laughs> podcast. Retweet podcast on your story. Okay. Anyways. Boom. G two G, T T Y L. See you guys later. <laughs> Gotta go. Bye. <laughs>